3: Hola, it is Seis de Mayo. Did you guys have a margarita last night? I did. Did you? I had one oh, at the Timberwolves Rocko. game. I had a canned one at the Timberwolves game. It was pretty good. Oh, was it? It actually tasted, I mean, I think it was real tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it said it was. Uh, it didn't taste like one of those malt, you know, Zima type things, you know. Yeah,
0: that's the last so funny. you went to a sporting event with your dad at a Viking game, a lady came up to him and handed him a, a margarita in a can. In a can. And he smuggled it in. <laughs> in his big coat pocket mm-hmm. he said will we get in trouble I said no we can share it later and he goes I just I was just
4: sitting here honey smoking my cigarette and, and someone was, came up and gave it to him yeah yeah my dad had that way yeah <laughs> and it was <laughs> he pretty did.
0: good Rocco and this was you know seven wow. eight years ago The because I'm just thinking the,
4: the things we drink the Budweiser margaritas or beer right. I love those things I, I do Lori and I both like those things oh, the beer but you had a mark. How nice! Yeah, I didn't have a margarita. Yeah. Neither did I. I played tennis last night with our Brittany.
3: Our well, Brittany, huh? And she I-
4: would not. She ran for every ball, every single one. Her little thirty-year-old legs—little, she's like six feet tall. Against yeah. my fifty-year-old um, legs, it was quite a difference. Yeah, It was super fun though. How was the basketball game? Did you see oh, wow. a Rod?
3: I did not see a okay. rod, but it was. It turned out to be a great game. You know, we've got our number one pick this year, Anthony Edwards, and he had his pretty much his best game ever, and so it was super fun to see that. Again, it's like I've been to two Twins games now and one Timberwolves mm-hmm. game, and it feels weird Cause because there's not
4: that many people there. Yeah, three thousand people in that whole stadium, right? Yeah,
3: so you can hear the players gabbing and yelling at each oh, other. Oh, right. And, um, you know, it's just. And then part of me is like, you know, like there wasn't all the breaks for the Timberwolves dancers and everything. Mm-hmm. And, oh. know, and I kind of was like, I kind of like this, even though I do like ogling the Timberwolves right. dancers. Who does it? You know, I was like, you know, I kind of like how this is just kind of mellow and just like. It's back yeah. to the
4: old days of we're playing basketball and it's not all about the entertainment. Yeah. But it's, it was fun. That's coming to an end. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're going to hear more about that when Matt Blander joins us. We got mail oh we did Mm -hmm. we got mail okay so an actual card and a card a handwritten card a lovely a card in good stock lori and julia so few times are we surprised by others being kinder than they seem we met while waiting our 15 minutes after the vaccine oh and the two of you were so delightful and freaking funny just as you are every day. Thank you for putting a smile on my face and for not judging me for having my dress on backwards. The shock of me, mom, Rachel. Remember, <laughs> So Rocco, yes. you know how you just look and sometimes you just know who would who you would connect with, who who, who listens to you or something? This, right. you know, we can kind of tell. So I, I watch Lori. We get our shots at the same time and Lori walks into where you're sitting in the chairs and waiting for 15 minutes, and I see exactly who she's going to go to, and Mm -hmm. lo and behold, she doesn't surprise me. She goes straight to that woman and starts Mm -hmm. talking, and I'm thinking, yep, and then I go straight to her, and yep, she listened to our show, and yep, and she was so funny. She had her dress on backwards because she had to switch it around in the car because I can't remember why. The front was too low or something. (laughs) Something Something silly, and she was so funny and cute, but she was delightful.
3: I think it's so funny that you two got your shots together. Both of them? Did you get
0: double? Yes. Yes. And and then in Shakopee.
4: in Shakopee,
0: <laughs> and then we pull before we go there we both I pull up at the gas station right behind me right behind Julia we <laughs> even arrived at the same
4: time it's it's sick you
3: mm-hmm. too
0: yeah, no we my... really
4: I mean it's been thirty years of spending pretty much eight to five together yeah pretty much it's been a long time but thank you rachel that was really sweet of you to send the card and that that made our day getting the card that's so nice and we want to give a shout out
0: again to anyone who wants to join our race for the cure where you can do a virtual walk or just take a picture with somebody but we are trying to raise money for the susan g komen uh fund before because all that money stays in minnesota and this is the second year in a row that attendance way, 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 way down because it's not happening in person and that's right. not the fun of it. But we are fundraising for that and you can sign up up until Sunday morning.
4: You can. Just go to mytalk1071.com and also... The keyword race? Yeah, it's yeah. right there on the, the main on the screen. You'll yeah. just see it. But the other thing is you get the hot pink fanny pack. Pretty cute. And it, and Lori, I love that fanny pack. I'm already seeing, are there extras I want to buy them and send them to some of our friends outstate. You, you know, poo-pooed I, those. I did. I poo-pooed the color.
3: When I went out last Saturday on my uh, cuzzy's bender, yeah. I w- asked my wife if we had a fanny pack because I was like, you know. You, you don't want to wear down a Merce. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I got to carry stuff. I got to carry a charger if I'm going to be out all day. I gotta, oh, you know what I mean? Do you think
4: that way? Oh, yeah. Do you really think that way? I feel like if I'm going to be
3: out all day, I want to keep my phone Lori, dying, are you that yeah? way? Yeah. Uh, I would never think that.
0: Well, I want to carry my phone in something. I know it'll be charged all day long. You know, I'm not worried about that, but I want something to carry all my stuff in. I'm with Rocco. Well, I
4: get it, but I would never bring a charger.
0: Well, I I mean, you know, you don't know. Rocco might be recording people all day long just burning through the... Battery,
4: yeah, no,
3: you never know. Yeah, I play Pokemon, like my, my uh, my phone burns through battery a bit. Oh my <laughs> god, so yeah, so I, <laughs> I'll be the guy wearing a pink fanny pack playing Pokemon, yeah, downtown Minneapolis. Is it just, Pokemon Go with where a you go
4: look for him? Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> I'll be look the guy with the mullet, yeah, with <laughs> the charger with the phone plugged in. Yeah, with a pink fanny pack. Yeah. pink Pokemon. Say hi if you see me. Okay,
0: all right. I got to <laughs> tell you about. You know how we were. Um, I know Rocco. Rocco, I, you I were surprised. You, you could do it. And yes, a good size one. But remember, we were talking about Olympia Dukakis passing away yeah. at the beginning of the week, and one of her f- many, many funny lines um, in all in all of her movies, but in still Magnolia's Magnolia when she tells uh, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, whose character is Wheezy, she she says, you know, Wheezy, I love you more than my luggage. Mm -hmm. Because Clary just loves her luggage. And I am a girl who... Laurie does. I love luggage. I live for having to be on a luggage mission, finding...
4: uh, Outfits.
0: Finding a new piece of luggage, getting, you know, something just right. Anyway, I found the most amazing new Dusty Rose suitcase. That I did. You got. need
4: this. What's what's the suitcase hole that this one fills? My Italian one, that
0: really cool one. It, yes, is it, it beat up? It's it got a, a dent in it because it's a hard case. Kit, it's yeah. got a hole, so it's just no good. Okay. So I was like, okay, I better get a new one with all the new things. You know what this one had? A that charger. Really? Yes. A, a charger. charger. A charger that. It took me a minute to figure out how to get it out, but right. it's like right where the handle goes up and okay. down, there's another little springboard button, if you will. Okay. And you push
4: it, and you pull it up, and out comes the charging. Uh, so it's not a lot of money, because when these first came out with the Charger luggages like three years ago, they were a ton of money. TJ
0: Maxx, 79 Oh, 99. so the Charger... Regular have- price, 300 you know, according to the TJ What Maxx. brand is it? Uh, I don't know. It's a fancy one. It's, yeah. Uh, it might be Swiss.
4: Okay. What does it do inside? That's oh, defined? it had
0: great different zip compartments. Okay. The deep and okay. sectionals and just oh, really? a lot, a lot of room. It'll go to Vegas with us. But I was most impressed with
4: the charging, with the little
0: charging yeah. thing, not having to have your cord. Sure. That was kind of. Because when you're waiting
4: at the airport, there were limited charging spots sometimes. So, yeah. it was
0: just kind of like, a Well, that's fancy. In a dusty rose. In a dusty rose. She
4: is uh, all about her luggage, all about her travel, and all about the staging. Oh, Yeah. Mm hmm. You're you're leaving this weekend. I
0: know, but I've started staging for Vegas. I started thinking about
4: it, which is scary.
0: Yeah. No stage away. You even had a travel uh, jam in
4: uh, far too long. It's much fancier than the clothes baskets that I pack in to go to the cabin. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Listen, we come back. uh, Our story we can't get enough of. Matt
0: Belanger from Channel 5 Eyewitness News is bringing us everything we need to know.
3: Hang on a sec. Let me get mad at you. It's that time of the week. Time for.
4: It's Matt Belanger.
3: Belanger. Is that it? It's Matt Belanger.
4: Belanger. No.
0: Belanger.
3: Wanna try
4: again? It's Matt, Matt Belanger. Belanger.
3: Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga.
0: It's Matt, Matt Belanger. <sighs>
3: Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger.
0: It's Matt Belanger. Belanger Buck Langer. Buck Langer. Belanger? Uh, Matt Belanger from Channel 5 Eyewitness News. How are you?
4: Hello. Hi, my talk family. How's everybody doing? We're good. We're good. Are you in your car it's, it's, somewhere it's, it's, in the Twin Cities parking lot? No. We caught no, you at home?
2: But this was the best break I could possibly take uh, from washing windows, though.
4: <laughs> oh, fun. Gosh, you are a homeowner. Yeah. Just loving it up. I
2: Here's my theory about that. I mean, we are hitting it hot and heavy in the home cleaning, spruce up department here. For those who haven't been following along, my partner Kyle and I just bought a brand new house. And so we are uh, happy and situated in Minneapolis. Anyway, we've been busy, busy, busy. And my theory is hit it hard and fast up front here because uh, once you settle into a routine, it gets a little harder to motivate yourself. So I'm trying to do a lot up front. Well, good for you. Every day. Every day it's a new project, and today it's windows because it's beautiful outside. Um, and I am also uh, probably um, feeling like everybody else in a pretty good mood because um, at least I'm doing a happy dance over this. The governor today, the breaking news today, came out and said that the uh, COVID-19 restrictions, there's a there's a timeline for ending them all in Minnesota. Okay. How amazing is this news today? This is amazing. This is amazing.
0: Please tell yes. us everything you know.
2: Yeah, so here we go, and again, this is this is what we've been talking about all along about the hard work, the social distancing, the quarantining, mm-hmm. getting the vaccines. This is what this is what it's all about was bringing this landing this plane. Right, <laughs> Here's a, a suitcase luggage analogy for you, Lori. Thank uh, you. Uh, bringing this thing to an end. You're welcome. It's not um, it, it's not Dusty Rose, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing starts tomorrow, the first thing, and that is removing uh, big restrictions for outdoor dining, get-togethers, the outdoor stuff. It ends the mask requirement outdoors tomorrow at noon, um, except at large venues with more than 500 people. So so that's great. It uh, also eliminates state-established mandatory closing time for bars, restaurants, and other food
5: Good. service
2: beverage locations. So that's great. So finally, these restaurants... and Bars and, and places that have been really hamstrung by these rules, they're starting to get the, back to normal, which mm-hmm. will be thrilled. So that's effective I'm tomorrow. Sure
4: bars can close at regular times and everything. Yeah, because at normal end, time. Close at 10, at 10 11. 11?
0: Yeah, okay. That's
2: awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge news for the hospitality industry. Yes. The next wave because this is a three-step thing guys so so the next wave is may 28th and that means um any remaining capacity and distancing limits are going to come to an end at that point Mm -hmm. um including for indoor events and gatherings so the first wave think of it largely as outdoor stuff then may 28th the inside things start to be removed face coverings indoors uh and for outdoor events those big ones with more than 500 people um uh, that's what will remain in place at that point. Mm-hmm. There will be no new safety requirements for businesses although they must maintain those plans to keep everybody healthy, but they've been doing that all along. Yeah. And then here's what the I really wanted to talk about is the okay. big push. The last step um we're hoping to, you know, July 1. Uh and we want to get to the state to 70% of Minnesotans 16 and older. And they and they, and what's interesting is the state put an exact number on it. We need Three million eighty-seven thousand four hundred four Minnesotans to get at least one dose of the vaccine by July first. That will, will cross that seventy percent threshold of um, vaccination, and that means we can basically then it would be over. Do you know we're what? How many more people that
4: is? I mean, that's not an additional uh, three million. Our state only has a little over five.
2: Correct, and I think it, now, if memory serves, where we're at today's count, we're somewhere we're like, in for, the two million. Range. If you have that at your hands or your fingertips there, Rocco, uh, that'd be amazing. Okay. But, um, uh, so we're somewhere in the two million. So I we think have, we're at
4: fifty nine percent.
2: Yeah. So we got to get to seventy. So maybe that's a better way to think about it. Okay. than Using the big number, but they but they literally put it down to the single person, and I thought that was interesting because we it really reminds us all it takes everyone, guys. Yeah. We all mm-hmm. have to be in this together. If you're you're if you're the holdout you might be that one person who's holding us up from getting to the 404, (laughs) you know, at the end of the number there. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind as you make your decisions. Obviously, health officials strongly encouraging Minnesotans to get vaccinated. Um, And also uh, some news about this. So if this goes well, July, we will be, that means the State Fair could be operating as normal, as we know and love it. So Mm -hmm. that's big news. Um, And another thing to think about here is that the Pfizer vaccines, expected to get approved for use in children
1: 12 to 15.
2: So we've been talking and reporting a little bit about how the demand for vaccines been dipping a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, all the people who were eager to get it have gotten it already. And then so now we're in the slow part. Well, as soon as that Pfizer vaccine is approved for those younger children, the demand for the vaccines is going to spike once again. So health officials do say that they expect that to be a short-term problem with the dip in demand yeah. because then children are going to be filling that gap. So, so that would be uh, the next step, too in this process going forward. Julia, you had a question, I
4: think. Well, I, I, we got a text from someone who's trying to get their friend to get the vaccine, but their friend has COVID.
2: Yes. So here's the thing with that, uh, that I uh, um, understand again, I, and I have to say every time I have a disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor and if you have a medical question. You should of course go to your professional check with your primary care physician for that concrete advice. But the general guidance from health folks about that is, you should not get the vaccine while you are, while you have COVID. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're in that 14 day window where you got a positive diagnosis, two weeks after that, you shouldn't be getting a vaccine during that time. Certainly while you're having symptoms, you right. should not be getting the vaccine. But, but generally what I'm reading, the guidance from health folks, double check with your doctor. Okay. But, um, two weeks or more after a you know, after you're over it basically and you can kind of go back out and be with, people again then you're safe to go ahead and get the vaccine Mm
4: -hmm. okay and also and also you know all a lot of the latest COVID cases are with the kids you know teenage kids it's it's affecting the younger generation so this is great that they're going to be able to get um the the pfizer
0: because there's more and more people vaccinated right covid's
4: looking for a home right so it's finding some younger kids so that's it's more transmissible
0: these new variants that's the thing, and uh, that's why this
2: Pfizer approval, which is expected to be any day now mm-hmm. uh, for those uh, for the queens, basically, 12 to 15, you know, that's really going to go a long way to help tamp down uh, this wave of new cases, because you are absolutely right. The, the largest numbers of those we're seeing right now are among uh, younger people. Uh, when it comes to the, minis- the old, oldest Minnesotans, you know, the 65 and older, the, the group that we started with because they're most vulnerable, that population is up, we're up to 90% of Minnesotans over the age of 65 having received at least one dose already. So so that group is in great shape as far as the numbers go and, you know, looking at protection levels, but it's we got to get the, the whole state, everybody included to 70% and then, we are all going to have a great time at the great Minnesota get together this summer.
4: (laughs) And and the cool thing, the thing to think about is, you know, if we kept going at our current rate and even though they're slowing down, we could have reached 70% by June 8th. Yeah. And so we could Mm -hmm. limit, you know, we could go mask free before July. Right. We could do it the second week in June. So Mm -hmm. really it's just, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, to get people informed and make people feel comfortable Yeah. and ask them, you know, to figure out what the reasons are. And, you know, I have people look into the information to figure it out and hopefully get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I know you were just talking about travel. Uh, the one I wanted to ask you guys. Yes. I was, we reported today about cruise ships being, a, you know, they have the final plan now for cruise ships going in U.S. waters. And I don't know if either of you are cruise people or not. I, I love We
0: cruise. both have cruise We both yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And uh, so my question for you is, would you be one of these volunteers who would go on the first trial cruises in, you know, when they bring them back to U.S. waters? Everybody's going to have to wear a mask. No. It's distancing. No. Testing. Would you be the first no. to say, do you love cruising that no. much mm-hmm. <laughs> that you'd be the first on board again? I don't
4: know. I, I would land. If they have. The, I would
0: land cruise first. There's just so many people and there's people who might be lying with fake vaccine cards. That's a very Mm. real thing that's happening. And, I mean, you know, so there's just... I've always, you know, they've always, cruise lines have always had the, uh, what do you call it, the nivo- neurona? Yeah, neurona virus. Oh. You know, which the is. The norovir- Yeah, that yeah. one, norovirus, <laughs> noro, You know, noro. I've <laughs> always norovirus. been, um, I've never liked, Julia knows even from going to Vegas, I don't like shared utensils, I don't no. like buffets, I've never liked any yeah. of that stuff, and so I like if to. If it involves
2: a sneeze guard, you're not there.
0: Exactly.
4: All right. Like All no right. We got to get food. Honey, we got to go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck on you washing your windows today. Okay, I'm back at it. See ya. All right. See ya. We're going to take a quick break. Check in with Welcome back to
0: the Lori and Julia Book Club. And uh, this guy, Chris Bohalian, who is joining us, we love talking to him. We're we huge do. fans. Chris, your latest book, Hour of the Witch, you've done it again. Thank you. And it's great to chat with you both. Oh, yes, it's so good to talk to you. And, uh, guys. We last spoke with you for, for the, the lo- Red Lotus. The Red Lotus. But we also talked to you for your book, Flight Attendant. And, of course, we gobbled up the TV series, Starling uh, Callie Cuoco. Did you like so that, good. Chris?
5: But I loved every moment of it. Oh, my gosh. Callie Cuoco was brilliant. She walked the tightrope between heartbreak and hilarity so wonderfully. I loved every minute of the show. I know, so did even, though, even though it was, it was completely different from your
0: book. The main premise of the flight attendant, which grabbed us on the first page, she described. It's the same thing, you know. So, I mean, you're just such a terrific and I writer. Be completely different at all. I mean, it it begins in Bangkok instead of
5: Dubai, right? But that's only because Dubai um, said, "You're not filming a
4: TV series with that much sex and booze here." <laughs> I wonder why people want to go there. Yeah. Anywho, I digress. Are you right, I know. <laughs> okay. Well, your
0: latest book, Hour of the Witch, is um, just absolutely, it's kind of a, a fascinating a story. You know, it's got historical fiction at the heart. But if you wouldn't mind giving our listeners a setup for Hour of the Witch, which is like your 22nd or 23rd novel.
5: I've always been fascinated by Puritan theology. Imagine living in a world where Satan is as real as your neighbor, and you spend your entire time wondering, am I saved or damned? Now, whenever we think of witchcraft in America, we go right to Salem, Mm -hmm. 1692. But 30 years earlier, in 1662, Hartford was hanging witches. Mm In 1656, the governor of Massachusetts had his own sister-in-law hanged as a witch. I came across a three-line reference in Boston's Court of Assistance to a woman who successfully sued her husband for divorce Mm -hmm. on the grounds of cruelty or domestic violence today, and I began to wonder how courageous was that woman to go before this all-male court of assistance and say I'm getting out Mm -hmm. and to stand up to them knowing that she might very well wind up accused
0: of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And I was off and running. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long uh, the research was on this book for you if it was a big part of it. Oh, the research is a big (laughs) part of all my
5: books, whether it's the life of a flight attendant. Okay. The life of an ER doctor. Right. Or Puritan Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I and mean, there's a lot that surprised me. But but I mean I love this. Um, the Puritans had the world's worst table manners. <laughs> First of all, they drank beer like it was spring break in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Secondly, they ate. Not off of plates, but things called trenchers that two or three people would share. And three, they didn't use forks because the three-tined implement looked too much like the devil's pitchfork. Mm-hmm. So you've got a bunch of drunk Puritans <laughs> eating without forks
0: um, out of trenchers. I just love the image. Yeah. <laughs>
5: It is like when you read that
0: thing, like, you know, when her father, um, Mary's father, you know, he imports things and, you know, the latest thing from England, you know, they're using these uh, forks and just like the people were just absolutely convinced. It's interesting reading this book and thinking about some of the things believe and then you translate it even to modern time and some of the things where we're still like. In these quagmires of real black-and-white, puritanical sort of uh, this-is-the-way-it-is type James. of thinking. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, this is the most timely book ever written, set in 1662. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my gosh, you know, I could have called this book Hashtag I Believe Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the other thing about 1662 in the present... Is you know there is no better way to get yourself hanged than to be smart, strong, opinionated, and female.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. And you even made a I reference.
5: Mean, well, isn't, it, isn't it amazing that you know just last month when Senator Ron Johnson wanted to um, assail Governor the Governor of, of Michigan? What does he
4: do? He calls her a witch. Yeah, that is interesting. I I've, I've, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that. If you're just joining us, we're checking with Chris Bohelian. His latest book is Hour of the Witch, and just the comparisons between you know the 17th century and today. And it's, it's if you're so, unique and different and opinionated, yeah. you are. There's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah, but but you're the way you of course tell a story is um, brilliant. I mean, and, and so it's such a Page-Turner, I mean, I, my heart was pounding during reading your book. I was just getting so worked up. Thank you. You know, I like to view the book as
5: um, not a traditional thriller, mm-hmm. except for the last third, but a slow burn. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you're turning the pages, really worried about my courageous heroine, yes, Mary Deerfield. I,
0: I love Mary. I do, too. I love Mm -hmm. Mary so, so much. Now, has this, has Kaylee Cuoco optioned this? And we know she's doing season two of The Flight Attendant or or somebody else optioned this book. What's going on? Um, Kaylee Cuoco is doing
5: season two of The Flight Attendant. Mm -hmm. She's about to do a TV series starring as, you know, a biopic of Dora's day. Yes. So Kaylee's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I am... I can't tell you because we okay. haven't signed the
4: deal. Okay, right. but there's a but you will see a deal soon, on hour of the witch. Yeah. Oh, how exciting! I mean, did you? Okay, so was the flight? You had other things made into movies before, haven't you? Of have your twenty two books, Chris. I think.
5: Yep, three times. Yes, yeah.
4: midwives with Sissy Spacek,
5: Secrets of Eden with John Stamos, and Past the
4: Bleachers. With Richard Dean Anderson. MacGyver. MacGyver, that's right. We know him. Yep. I feel Hmm. like he was from Minnesota. For some reason, I think he is. That is
3: true. I think he is
4: from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, what about the Red Lotus? I mean, let's just talk about the timing of that. that With with COVID happening. And it was right before COVID happened. I mean, that. The contagion. That was. Something. Yeah. Yep, kind of, kind of.
5: Devastating for the world. I mean, you know, if you told me that I was going to publish a book about a lethal pathogen <laughs> and a possible pandemic that would go on sale in March of 2020, mm-hmm. and a year later, nearly 600,000 people or the equivalent of the population of Vermont would be dead,
0: mm-hmm.
5: I think my heart would have broken.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It is It is. It is just a mind-numbingly, soul-crushingly huge number. Yep. Buddy, mm-hmm. I think it's a really fun book. Oh, oh yeah. I, we loved that yeah, book. We loved ER Red doctor. Lotus. That was yeah, I mean, so good. We
5: loved it. Yep, it's about an ER doctor and a missing man in Vietnam. And and that's in development for a TV series, too, with a team that brought us a discovery of witches. Mm-hmm. Arrows, oh, I love it. Vikings. Oh, honey, you're on fire! Thanks. How Nelson fun! Doing skeletons at the feast with Lou Diamond Phillips. How fun is that? Oh, oh how, how
4: is he still handsome as ever?
5: <laughs> I think so. He is. He is. He is crushing it in my one of my favorite TV series, Prodigal Son. Yes. Tuesday yes. Tuesday
4: nights, nine PM. Yes. We like that, too. Okay, so we have to mention that you're going to be um, part of um, uh, a literature lover's night out. I believe it is next Monday night at 530 Central Standard Time here with a Minnesota's own Sheila O'Connor is going to be. Oh, in. I can't wait. She's going to be. Go rain taxi. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's you can go to rain taxi dot com and it's a free event. Um, you just have to register and, um, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be a Zoom event. So people will be able to see you and they will talk about, you know, your latest book, Hour of the Witch. So, um, it's raintaxi.com slash Chris hyphen Bohelian, B O H J A L I A N. You have so much going on. All right. So I want to go back to the flight attendant really quickly, Chris. When the second True. season's coming out, are you part of helping write the script, kind of like Liam Moriarty did with Big Little Lies season two?
5: No, no, no. Nope. Um, Steve Yockey's the showrunner. He's got
4: that so under control. He's so smart. I'm just just thrilled. Oh, good. Okay. I mean, we absolutely thought that was the bomb. Yeah. So
0: so good. Yep.
4: So congratulations to you. Do you, like, if you had any casting for Mary in *The Hour of the Witch, um, is there someone that you think would just be excellent playing her? Yeah. Elle Fanning, Anna Taylor-Joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Two perfect ones. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, same. That's awesome. All right. And
5: And if it's Sunday, it is Mother's Day, and Hour
4: of the Witch... Great Mother's Day book, Strong, Courageous Woman.
0: Yep, that's true. You
4: are so right about that. Mm-hmm. And and we gotta ask you, Chris, before you leave, because you have all this extra time on your hands, I'm sure, and I'm winking. Wink, wink. Is have you, read, have you read a great book lately by another author that you just thought, wow, this is something?
5: Yes. Oh my gosh. I utterly loved The It Wins The Committed. I utterly loved Carol
4: Agarian's Mira Okay. The committed it's called? The committed. Okay. I did it Okay. Well, sex,
5: drugs,
0: rock and roll in Paris. Oh, oh. oh fabulous. That sounds <laughs> yeah, alright. That's that's <laughs> I like that little two second pitch there. That's perfect. <gasps>
4: oh gosh. Well it is so nice to catch up with you again, Chris. Hey, I thank the two of you. Thank you for all you do. On behalf of books, you two are book goddesses. Oh, well, you're so sweet. You. Thank you. The book, again, is Hour of the Witch. The author is the fabulous Chris Halian. We have two... Oh,
0: thanks for hanging out hi. with us. That was
4: fun talking to Chris Halian. It sounds like he's losing his voice. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know when you're you're doing all of these interviews? Yeah, but he top. called us a book, go- book goddesses, which is like a big... Oh, my big-
3: gosh. And when he hung up, when I put him on, I, I put him on hold and said bye to him, and he just wanted to thank you guys again. He yeah. loves well, you guys.
4: Well, Lori, Lori got to know him because you read The Flight Attendant on a trip yes. off of the air. Yeah. And then we ended up reading it and booking him to be on the show, even though like, you'd already we, read it. I was like, we've and then Lori just guy. started tweeting him, and he yeah. tweets back. And he's just a neat man. He lives in Vermont. I mean, 22 books, and he's got, what, five or six different projects in the works right now. How exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he really just, knows
4: how to write.
0: Yeah, and, and we we uh, yeah we did. He was very political, and uh, he I just really get a, get a kick out of, you know what he has to say. Uh, Chris Bohalion, um, Dan Rather, and Lee Radzwill. Yes, my, and, and every once in a while Rex. You know I gotta yeah. get a little Rex. What's that guy's last name? Chapman. For funny on Twitter, yeah, videos, yeah, he does. Um, Okay, so I guess at this juncture, we can't really say that Peacock has had a lot of great original programming, but uh, we have two trusted sources that are telling us we will want to watch this show. airs tonight on NBC. Would get and you can you just it's four
4: ninety nine to get Peacock yeah without ads but it, you can if you have no without ads it's nine ninety nine. oh is that what it is yeah i went and did all but the if research you have Xfinity,
3: Lord... don't you just get it
4: yeah
0: that's that's what casey told me he did I think so yeah oh okay i didn't know that but, you know
4: not everybody has xfinity's so. oh okay right, so you... it's free for us if you have comcast basically or yeah
0: but you got to do the peacock streamer thing you got to put that thing uh, you know do that step,
4: whatever that is. Don't you remember how fun that was when Lori's trying to figure out HBO? Casey did
0: it. All I know is I can just say Peacock and it just comes up. But the show, Neil Justin, GMA, everyone going crazy for this song,
4: this new series called Girls Five Eva. Is oh, that yeah. how you pronounce it? I, it that's it, my it is, because right? I watched the preview for it and it's just so funny because Lori and I are exactly... Alike this shows because we both right said Julie's Lori comes oh in, gosh. and she says, I got a show to tell you about. And i, I mean like, I did I research, yeah, right. <laughs> I did research how much peacock was for people who didn't have it, but it's girls five ever instead of girls forever. Mm-hmm. And it's busy Phillips, who we love. love. And, um, well, here's the setup okay. the setup is that, um, this is a girl group
0: that was put together in like 2001 and they have the release of their. New album with their first single called Quit Flying Planes in My Heart. And the song comes out on September 10th, 2001. Right. Okay, so needless to say, their career ends the day after it begins. Yeah. The title of the song, Quit Flying Planes in My Heart. Uh-huh. Tina Fey and one of her showrunners from Kimi Schmidt are doing yep. the show. And then so... Uh, anyway, boom, they had the fastest expiration date of a group in history. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, but they when their one hit is sampled by a present day rapper, their surviving quartet, now in their forties, mm-hmm. reunite for another chance at Pop Startup. Oh,
3: that sounds funny.
0: Doesn't
4: it sounds that sound so good? it sounds in the cast. let's talk okay, about who's it. The Busy Phillips.
0: Sarah Borellis. Yeah, Sarah Borellis were she's now a restaurant owner or works at a restaurant owned by her Ofish brother. Summer, played by Billy Phillips. Busy Phillips has tried out for The Real Housewives eight time. And Gloria, played by Paula Pell. Became a dentist and made history as one half of the first gay couple in the state of New York to get divorced. And then, uh, Wiki played by Renee Elise Goldsberry is the only ones, only ones, only one who seems to have maintained sort of a, a, a glamorous, um, mystique of her youth, which of course means her life is the most depressing of all. And this Swedish hit maker who's called upon to work with them said it has been an entire Zendaya since you recorded music and there's celebrity. It's like, that. it just, people are loving it that have seen like the first five episodes. That's what I think the critics are.
4: And there's only eight available and you can get them. They're all available tonight. And Neil Justin said, this is just fun. This is fun TV. Yeah. And you know, I was so worried about busy Phillips after her talk show got canceled. So here she is. She's a great actress. So I'm glad she's back in acting.
0: Also, also, a variety said, uh, "Girls' five Eva hits just the right note between nostalgia and side eye for the late '90s pop, with frequent flashbacks to the turn of the millennium when they were still a quintet."
4: Quintet. I can't wait to say, but anyway, yeah, I am really excited about the show. It sounds great. I know, it. and and if you're not going to watch that tonight, you can watch Rebel on ABC with John Corbett. And if you're not going to do that, we found a flashback. It's the flashback Thursday, mm-hmm. an old photo in a drawer here, Rocco, of when um, John Corbett was in studio with us in 2002. Okay, and I'm literally hanging on his neck, not letting <laughs> yeah. him go, and Lori's just in the picture on the side. And it was um,
0: tragic hair, I might add. But this was before. This is before she out.
4: learned oh. not to wash her own hair yeah, and right. to get someone else to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're here. You don't had like anything, three years. Don't anyone tell you you can't learn anything in your forties because you, <laughs> you,
4: <can. laughs> you can. You really can. And but I mean, he. So he's in that Rubble show, which is really fun. It was. It was preempted last week because we had the NFL draft. That's right. So people could get caught up on that too. It's yeah. just kind of fun with Katie Segal. I think that's a fun yeah. show.
0: Very to watch.
4: So. Now, have you guys watched the the show that he watches with Lou Diamond Phillips? No. Radical Sign. Yeah. Yes. I Do you have. like it?
0: Once again, this was a show that Casey and I oh. started off watching together. Here. I got completely hooked on it. I believe we watched four episodes when he declared he was done with it.
4: I love, I love his declarations, my brother. I'm He's got the attention span of his sister. We have something in common sometimes. I, we burn out. I think it was the topic of that show. What is it about? Isn't it a proced- government procedural or something? The Lou Diamond Phillips show? Yeah. Let me look that up. Prodigal Son? Yeah. He's
0: this criminal psychologist, and he uses his twisted genius to help the NYPD solve crimes. So he thinks like
4: criminals. Casey did not like that twist of the story. It oh. creeped him out. All right, got mm-hmm. it. Man, like- got it. I just want to tell you that Chris Bohelian, um, Bohelian tweeted, um, email, texted me, Lori, because oh, I that's have his number.
0: Nice.
4: And I said, thanks for being on the show. And he said, had a great time as always. Thank you so, so much.